You are, you are now tuning in to Reform Raza. Our aim is to glorify God through the edification of the saints. Expect practical theology and a draw to be biblical. So if you ask us who we do this for, because this is for the last. This is Reform Raza. My name is Martin Velasquez alongside with my brother. This is Justin Corona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get it in today. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to hit us up at reformraza.com. Um, you can send us an email with any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes. Hit us up right there on, on the website or just send us a direct email, reformraza.gmail.com, actually. Uh, and go ahead and, and hit hit the website and go get your merch, your official Reform Raza merch. Brought to you by the homie Johan from Wrath and Grace. Yeah. Shout out to Johan. We're going we to give him a shout out every time we mention the shirt because he hooked us up, man. So shout out to Johan. <laughs> and so, yeah, man, we've been a little uh, busy lately. Haven't been putting out episodes uh, consistently. We're skipping a week, doing episodes, skipping a week. But hey, life gets to us sometimes. But, you know, praise God that he has continued to allow us to. Uh, continue to produce these episodes yeah. so we got Thank more. you guys The listeners For continuing And enduring with us Yeah 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 so And if you haven't already Please go to Redeem Project Radio yes. Go ahead and check that out Good thing you mentioned that Because I keep forgetting About that man My bad So go hit up With the 24-7 uh, CHH Online radio station You can You can listen to You know Christian hip hop. We got podcasts out there. We got a bunch of dope podcasts out there. We can listen to us Mondays at 10 a.m. and on 8 p.m. I think so. We got Solar Cast. We got the Bar Podcast. Uh, we got Reform Scratches. Shout out to the homie DJ Mike Five. We just got uh, Mario Esco live on there. So dope. go ahead, 24 seven streaming and go sermons ahead. every Sunday. Every Sunday, highlighting urban pastors. So go ahead. Yep. And hit that up Sunday is a beautiful day It's the Lord's Day So be edified while you're going in between services Or you're driving to church Go ahead and hit that Redeem Project Radio Yeah So today, today I'm excited for today Unfortunately, Victor's not able to join us today But he'll be back um, But today I'm excited because we have one of the top dogs in CHH We have a, a man who is a has been deeply edified, edifying to my life through his music, through his content. Um, none other than, I'm just going to say straight out, the homie Timothy Brindle is with us here today. Woo-hoo. Thank you, brother, for joining us. Brothers, it's a blessing to be with you. Thank you so much. And yeah, man, so just quick background, you know, how the, in, in God's providence, how we were able to just do this little episode. Uh, we were at a city to city, Tim Color city to city program. We met a brother from Philly, originally from Jersey. I have to mention that because as he mentioned, he's originally from Jersey, but he's out there in Philly and he flew out all the way out here uh, to, to the West Coast and I met up with him and he so happened to go to Westminster Theological Seminary. I was like, hey, I think I know a dude from right there. <laughs> And so he mentioned that he knew uh, Tim right here. And so I was like, hey, hook a brother up. You know what I mean? So now we're here. That's what's <laughs> up. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Chris McNerney from Jersey. 
from Philly. He gets one of those. So yeah, man. So in case you don't know who Timothy Brindle is, we just want to introduce him here to you guys. Uh, this is a question that we ask uh, the other in the interviews that we always do. Um, who is Timothy Brindle? How would you describe yourself, brother? Bro, I would try to describe myself the way that the Lord would describe me. <laughs> I think he would say something like, Timothy Brindle is a wicked sinner, but who has been saved by the sovereign grace of God, saved from the penalty of my sins, and also saved from the power of sin. Mm -hmm. So I am one who has been set free, uh, and now I'm a child of God by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I am uh, the husband of a beautiful Angolan woman, and we are about to celebrate 16 years this upcoming June Amen. of marriage. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And um, God has been so merciful to us. He has blessed us with nine um, beautiful children, uh, one in glory, uh, eight with us on earth, uh, four boys and four girls. Wow. Uh, and so in between the ages of 14 years old all the way down to one and a half uh, and they are a great blessing uh, to us and so who is Tim Brindle him and his wife are trying to spread the kingdom the good old fashioned way <laughs> uh, fruitful and multiplying yeah yeah um, yeah so I work full time at Westminster Theological Seminary uh, where I did the Master of Divinity and the THM program, and I'm a part-time PhD student now. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for being there. That's how I met Brother Chris and how I got to meet you guys. Awesome. Uh, but most importantly, I've been able to dive into the Word of God and really study the Scriptures and be prepared for ministry. And so I'm also a preacher, the PCA, which is the Presbyterian Church in America. Shout out to all my PCA homies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know, Tim Keller, city to city. Yeah. They uh, represent right there. And Chris, brother Chris, PCA yeah. pastor also. Mm -hmm. So, and then after all of those things, I also make Christian hip hop. Mm -hmm. uh, since 2003, when the Lord saved me, uh, he saved me in 2001. I was doing secular hip hop before that, but I think we get into that. So, that's who Tim Brindle is, man. Uh, by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. It, it's always a it's always a pleasure to hear um, different artists when we bring them on and we ask them who is, you know, and then we say their name and just hearing just the various answers that we get. But man, you already pretty much encapsulated a whole lot within who is Timothy Brindle. <laughs> but uh, but al along that same line. Um, one of the, the, the questions that, that we would go into asking is, uh, well, of course, your, your testimony, you said you, you got into or you were drawn into the faith, you said in 2001, I believe. That's correct, brother. And if you can just share just very briefly, if, if possible, um, just your brief testimony of what, what brought you or how you were brought into the faith. Yes. So I did not grow up in a Christian home necessarily, but my parents divorced at an early age and uh, I was discipled by Satan. 
I was a follower of uh, sin in the world. Um, it's linked to my idols and uh, got real into battle rap, underground hip hop uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, I couldn't stop doing graffiti in uh, many drugs and alcohol and, and uh, trapped in sexual immorality, which for our listeners who are not familiar with that biblical terminology, that's sexual activity outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was a slave to my sin. Um, and I was in a relationship with a girl at this time. This was the year 2001. And she started going to church. And I thought that was the dumbest thing in the world. But I figured I would try to earn a few points with her. And so I showed up and she wasn't there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the Lord was. Um, and not really knowing what to do at church, I just started reading the book of Luke. Mm. The gospel of Luke that is. As my brother's name is Luke. And I knew my, my father named him. Mm. after the gospel of Luke mm. and I couldn't put the book of Luke down and I saw this compassionate merciful but powerful faith and he was drawn after and pursuing prostitutes uh, people with leprosy people with demons sinners and it was quite clear I was all of those people they were a picture of me and I needed this savior. I needed to be washed, cleaned, healed, saved, rescued, resurrected. And the Lord gave me saving faith. I like how you put it, Brother Justin. I was drawn to the Lord. Uh, he just said, no one can come to the Father unless he draws him. Uh, John six forty four. And so God sovereignly me reading his word and gave me the gift of faith. Uh, and yeah, he saved me. That was before 9-11. And I, I put my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was a radical, uh, very sudden, spontaneous conversion, uh, which, you know, after the Lord saved me, and my, you know, he just started stripping me of everything uh, that was not pleasing to him. And just gave me a desire for for Christ. Amen, amen. Um, it's always awesome to hear um, testimony of of other brothers and sisters. I always say that there's no testimony too small, you know, because everyone every, everyone likes to have the I was a gangster, I was a thug, and I did this and a murder. But you know, it's not always like that, you know. What I mean, so I always like to hear you know how people were drawn to the Lord. So I mean, praise God for that. And um, so. You know, in my experience, you know, when people get saved, they usually either go, you know, into this hyper charismatic side or they go straight into, you know, you know, theology and this and that. Um, the Lord used Paul Washer. I heard a sermon on him you know, after I got saved to just to get deeper into into the word of God. And that was my gateway drug, as so many have put it, to get into deeper theology. But to come to Reformed theology, how did how was that process to you? Like, did you jump into, you know, some, you know, word of faith thing first? Or did you go strive into the to the scriptures? How did you come uh, to understand Reformed theology? What an excellent question. So 
So the church that I was worshiping at at first actually was a word of faith church, mm-hmm. um, preaching a false gospel, a prosperity gospel. But isn't it amazing that the Lord saved me anyway through reading his word? Yeah. yeah. But the Lord was also gracious because there was a friend who used to come to my concerts when I was a a non-Christian, although he was a Christian. And when I got saved, I told him, I gave my life to the Lord, and he was good friends with a brother named Shai Lin. Mm. Now, Shai had not put out any music yet at this point. He had just got saved about a year and a half before that. He said, yo, you gotta meet my friend Shai. He makes the same kind of hip hop as with your crew, except as far as style, as far as beats and lyrics and rhyme schemes. And he's from the underground battle scene also. Well, he rhymes for Jesus. Mm. You gotta, and so he invited me over to his place a few days later. This was just a few weeks after I got saved. And bro, Shailin just started walking me through the Romans. Mm. And so I was coming into reformed theology without even knowing it mm-hmm. by going through verse by verse, gospel centered, Christ centered teaching scripture. Uh, and then I would go to church up Chai. He was worshiping uh, at, a, at a PCA church at that time. And I just started hearing that every Sunday, Christ crucified and resurrected. And I was like, wow, this is a lot different than the other church in terms of the, the, the rich, uh, clear instruction of the word. Mm-hmm. And so I eventually left that other church and um, Shai and I joined the PCA church plant together. Yeah, man. So you could say it was through him and his discipleship, but it was also through the weekly faithful uh, reform um, and most importantly, off-centered preaching, meaning preaching that focused on what Christ has done and living a perfect life for us so that we can be seen as righteous Father, uh, then going to the cross, being punched for us so that there's no condemnation for us in Christ and being raised from the dead three days later uh, and looking to Christ every day not only for forgiveness but for power to change and for power to live the Lord. and yeah we were following uh, R.C. Spoke John Piper um, reading Christian reform uh, literature so the Lord was very um, to, to bring me a, a good understanding of the Christ-centered nature of Scripture very early in my walk. And, you know, six weeks. Uh, and at first, brother, I didn't know there was anything else but Reformed theology. <laughs> I thought you were Reformed uh, or health and wealth or Roman Catholic. And that was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that, that answers your question. So upon you meeting Shailin, were you um, were you introduced to any Christian hip hop before that? I was not, uh, except for one gentleman named Han Sol. Um, 
know his name is a play on yeah. Han Solo. Um, so Han Solo so happened to spit at a concert that me and my secular crew were spitting at. So I was I was a part of a battle crew called Parts of Speed. And man, we were, whether it was freestyling, writing, just like, the, we just love to tear cats up. I mean, we were, we were really all battle cats. Um, and this was about a few days after the saved me, and I told my friends, guys, I'm willing to do this concert with you, but I think I need to change my my lyrics. I, I, I gotta take out the yeah, <laughs> as if that would be enough, <laughs> uh, as if it's only curses that are grieving to the Lord and not arrogant, self-ship, prideful uh, lyrics. But anyway, we spent. I get off stage the very evening, and this dude goes up, Han Sol. He's probably the only Christian underground uh, nightclub and he spits for Christ and I was so convicted not just at what he said but the fact he had the boldness to get booed to get uh, you know unliked by all these people and just his passion Right, so I went up to him after I just got saved. If you give your hip hop over to the Lord, he will tremendously multiply it what you'd never imagine. Mm-hmm. So I did at least hear him. And then when I met Shy, he and remember this was early in my walk. And he blew me away because he had ill mind and punchlines it wasn't about himself it was about me yeah I went over to his house the next day and he said yo check out this and he pressed play on the tape cassette this is 2001 we still rock tapes <laughs> and it was that's it, uh, from the cross I was like oh snap yeah where are these cats from he said film <laughs> <laughs> and so little did we know and little did I know which I was aware at this point Philly was like the mecca of Christ-centered hip-hop. Yeah. The movement and then the other groups like uh, The Truth and yeah. other cats who were to him. Um, and so we got plugged in and these cats had already blazed the trail for Christ-centered hip-hop in Philly and throughout the East Coast. Um, but to be honest, when I got saved, I just assumed Christian hip hop has to be back. Mm, yep. And when I got saved. It was a wrestling. It was either I keep doing hip hop, my uh, Christian friends, and just try to, you know, take out curse work and kind of go low key with fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Let me do that. Or I was just going to stop spitting altogether. But spitting for Jesus. And doing it in excellence and dopeness and ruggedness and griminess for the Lord and His Lord, I had no idea the possibility. Yeah. So it was God's goodness that He connected with His brothers very early in my walk. That's always awesome um, to hear the background of the story or the origin of how you know things came about. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's really, that's really awesome. You know because I think that even with the Christian hip hop industry, we don't have much. 
of like you know documentaries or background of of you know the, our favorite artists you know what i mean because it is an industry and i think it's pretty dope uh just to hear you know people's testimony how they came to the lord how they came to you know faith and how they started rapping and um, so that, that was really dope that was really cool um that whole story in the, in the background and just i think kind of enhances the music a little bit when you know the the background you know what i mean and believe it or not i mean and people still listen to timothy brindle shylin lamp mode all that stuff is still popping you know what i mean so uh, the lord has has kept that music alive you know what i mean so um okay so uh, so you mentioned that the first artist uh, you heard that was han solo right on soul song soul <laughs> that's right yeah awesome so so um i think you just pretty much answered a lot of questions that we had <laughs> <laughs> no well one of the questions i had was um what your convictions were when when it comes to writing yeah. music yeah um and I, I think you 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 uh began to answer that as far as when you first started in, in chh or in, in just uh making music for god that in the beginning it was more so like how you said uh just not cussing but then you came to a better understanding of like it's more than just cussing it's it's the the pride and things that come along with the words that we speak um but, right. but as far as making in in when you started writing your rhymes um was there any other things that that um you held to personally in yourself because i mean christian hip-hop today is totally different than it was you yeah. know 20 years ago uh, but True. as far as just when you make your rhymes, is there a conviction that you hold when you write when you write the rhymes down? Is there um, just something that you try to stick to that you know maybe I should speak less of me, maybe I should uh, mention this in in my song, or is there anything that that you go through when you're um, in the in that writing process? Yes, excellent question. You know, the Lord really convicted me early in my walk with Him. Uh, that there is no middle ground. There's no neutrality. You are either going to lift up self or you're going to lift up Christ. Mm -hmm. And I put the mic down early in my walk and I stopped writing in order to get my mind renewed with mm -hmm. the word, in order to get my heart changed. And it was a. It was very challenging for a twenty-year-old uh, at this point now, twenty-one years old, zealous, excited, you know, avid uh, writer and MC. Um, who at that point, you know, I, I started spitting at about fifteen years old, and you know, um, by late high school and early college, started winning battle tournaments, and you know, because I really didn't look the part I didn't look like mm. um, you know uh, a rugged MC or, or even a talented rapper yeah. um, you know being a scrawny white guy with big glasses <laughs> it actually gave me a lot of advantages yeah. um, because when I would just you know enter into a cipher um, and start flipping rhyme schemes and punchlines this, there was a surprise factor there and yeah. so my, my rock name was Ambush actually um, because it was like, you know, whoa, this cat ambushed the cipher. <laughs> um, so the, the, the content of my non-Christian lyrics was so self-exalting. It was so self-worshipping. And it was all about bashing the other rapper um, or 
even if it's an imaginary person, (laughs) and talking about how dope I am, that when the Lord saved me, it was very clear. And also with these other examples I had right around me with these other brothers I mentioned and the way that they were lifting up Christ, it was very clear that it was... Uh, there was no middle ground. Mm-hmm. And then as, as I was getting into the word and as the gospel was becoming more and more precious to me, uh, the, uh, a, a wonderful verse is 1 Corinthians nine twenty seven, where Paul says, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Yeah. And what he's basically saying is that, um, um, if he does not proclaim Christ, he believes the Lord's going to judge him yeah. <laughs> um, out of um, the, 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 the calling that Christ has given him. Um, and so the way that the Lord burdened me, brothers, was that his word and his gospel is so precious and he wants it proclaimed. And also he gave me just this awe of Christ. And I, I praise God he's, he's, he's kept that. And it's only by his grace. Yo, who is more ill and dope and sick and, um, you know, amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> to spit about than the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. <laughs> fully God, fully man defeated death and you know I come from the 90s where our favorite rappers died yeah. and stayed dead yeah. talk big big pun but to have someone who goes into death for three days and comes back up out of the grave like what yeah. <laughs> I want to rap about this God this God man this 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 savior who laid down his life for me and so he just gave me and those brothers around me a passion for Christ and so it was boring to spit about anything else or anyone else (laughs) it wasn't like you know um, a kid growing up in a Christian home and he has very strict parents and you know in the when he when he goes in his room by himself he's rapping about drugs and sex and self and how great he is but then when his dad walks in he starts rapping about Jesus just to put on a show Mm -hmm. no we wanted to rhyme about Christ and we still only want to rhyme about Christ because who is greater? Yeah. You know, it's, it, it goes back to the scriptures, you know, Oh Lord, who is holy like you? Yeah. It, what it's basically saying is who is so great and amazing like the, the triune God, father, son, and Holy spirit in his salvation Uh, We will declare it forever. And so I challenge Christian rappers now, yo, if you don't love spitting about Christ, and if you don't love uh, worshiping Christ, heaven's going to suck for you. (laughs) Yo, what are you going to do for all eternity when the glory of Christ is shining forth? Exactly. And so, you know, uh, let me step back for a moment because hip hop is an art form. And there is um, there is freedom in Christ yeah. to rhyme about the beautiful sunset, to rhyme about your wife mm-hmm. and, and, and the amazing helpmate the Lord has given you in her, to rhyme about your children, you know, to be to rhyme about what's going on in the world. But you got to do it through a biblical worldview. You got to do it through a yeah. biblical lens. 
you know, if a non, if, if there's a cat who's a Christian and he's embarrassed to be called a Christian, um, a Christian rapper that is, <laughs> and you can't, when you listen to his music, you can't really tell he's a believer. Jesus says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. So if you have a heart, you will speak that way and your words will be life-giving. You will spit the truth. Even if you're spitting the truth about what's going on in society or the truth of what's going on in America. And at the end of the day, you're going to realize the only hope my listeners have is Jesus Christ and his gospel. And so you're going to have some kind of a burden for them to hear Christ. And so I've just never changed that conviction, brothers. I know that uh, is, is kind of the, the, the that's rare nowadays, unfortunately, yeah. to be honest with you. I'm grieved by that. But you know what? I'm 40 years old. Uh, I have a wife and, and eight children. Uh, my passion is to preach Christ from the pulpit in the Sunday school class, yeah. uh, to disciple my children and, and young men, um, and, and give people Christ on the corner. And at the end of the day, man, hip-hop can come and go. And I pray Christ does use it. But to be honest, I'm very concerned with the state of Christian hip-hop. Um, in fact, some people don't even want to call it Christian. Um, and so, wow. Yeah, so I know I know I said a lot there. But th- that that is, the Lord is the one who gives me these convictions from his word. And then once we realize, wow, we can actually teach we can build people up. We can edify. In fact, we can help people understand Reformed theology. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can disciple. We can help uh, young men put to death porn. Yeah. Uh, we can help. We can play theme. We can make theme songs so that when you're feeling tempted, you run to Christ mm-hmm. and not to lust. Um, and so, you know, and then once I went to Westminster, man, and, and dived into the scriptures and learned Greek and Hebrew and how all the Bible is about Christ. You know, that's the unfolding album. Yeah. It's like, man, I can, we can use hip hop to exegete the text of scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, hip hop is can be used like a sermon. It can be used like a prophet preaching against idolatry, warning the church of false doctrine. Um, and yo, when you read the prophets, the Lord through his prophets, he gets rowdy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He disciples and he goes in on his people when they're turning away from him. He's like a battle rapper. Mm-hmm. He uses fierce, you know, uh, powerful, uh, you know, uh, rowdy lyrics in his holy wrath. And so what's a better art form than to speak the Lord's zealous love for his glory and his hatred of sin um, and, and, and his compassionate love for sinners? So. I'm, I'm, I'm unwilling to be convinced of any other way to do it. And yet I realize there are brothers and sisters who have been called to maybe a, 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 a different ministry in terms of maybe some are more geared toward evangelism, maybe some, um, for apologetics and defending the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's all good and dandy. And so it's not that every Christian hip hop song has to sound the same and it doesn't all have to be expositional, in-depth biblical theology. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it goes back to, you know, the heart, as you put it, Justin. Are you going to worship self in your pride um, or are you going to worship the Lord Jesus Christ? And, and so... Yeah, no, no neutral ground. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a whole lot right there, man. And unfortunately, that that kind of you know um, view is not so popular today, and people actually, you know, would put it down. 
You know I mean? So I'm going to throw a little curveball question since you mentioned it, you know what I mean? Um, I know that, you know, on Shylin's most recent album, uh, Still Jesus, you know, he had that, he had a pretty controversial song on there, you know, where Ruslan responded, it became this big old thing. I know Hazakim even responded, but then they had to take their um, video off of YouTube. Um, so I, we obviously he mentions that there was a, a switch around 2012 because before that, I, I got saved in 2013. So I caught like the last wave of the 116 era. And when I got saved, I was bumping that. I was like, yeah, this is good. This is dope stuff. Um, but as Shailen put it around that era is when things started to switch up. So I'm curious to, to, to know how was like, how was that, that kind of transition like from the inside out? Cause we always, we, we can look at things from the outside perspective, right? And just be quick to condemn or quick to pass some sort of judgment, not knowing what was really going on on the inside, because it seems like there was a unity in Christian hip hop. You know, a lot of people call it the golden era, you know, the early 2000s up until that point, um, where just Christian hip hop was just dope. There was a unity. We saw a lot of features uh, with each other and which something that we don't see today. You know, we don't really see a lot of features. Everyone just kind of stays in their own lane. Um, so how was that transition then from from the inside, you know, from your perspective on the inside? You know, what I mean, um, just to see how things were changing. And is that something that kind of drew you out of making music and get just more deeper into the word? Or how did that, you know, work out for you? Wow. That is um, an amazing question. Um, I appreciate it, Brother Martin. And man, just thinking back, because, you know, eight years, you know, we really did take it for granted. From 2003, that was when my first album, The Great Awakening, came out, uh, first Christian hip hop album. And then Shylin's um, Solus Christus came out the next year, mm-hmm. in 2004. And this is when cross movement were kind of in their prime and even beginning to start to um, land the plane a little bit yeah. with toward the end of their, their ministry. Um, and so it was kind of like almost everybody who spit it was you just took it for granted it was it was about christ mm-hmm. um with boldness that that cats were not ashamed mm-hmm. <laughs> um um literally not ashamed uh, um as the scripture says um and then it it, it was you know and there were there were some mcs who didn't spit very christ-centered and so we actually you know we called them out a little um muse one uh, Gabriel Padilla um, from Redeemed Thought, him, myself, and Shailin made a mm-hmm. song called Behind Bars. That was on the first uh, release of The Great Awakening in um, 2003. You can find Behind Bars uh, with Muse One and Shailin and myself. Um, I believe it's on YouTube. Um, but there was a kind of a small, smaller sector of, of Christian hip hop cats who admitted they were Christians, but they really didn't want to spit very explicitly about Christ. You know, we, we, we gave them some pushback, but we never realized that we would be the minority um, because ex- Christian hip hop seemed to just grow and grow and grow and grow yeah. and expand and expand and expand in terms of the amount of people. And then when uh, Zay the Blacksmith and Stephen the Levite and I made the collective project and went to Europe, mm. when we get to England, there's Christian hip hop MC, there's, there's Christian uh, hip hop artists who traveled down from Scotland and spit in England with us 
Then we fly over to Amsterdam, and there's African Dutch Calvinist rappers mm. killing it for the Lord. Mm. Oh man! Who bring us to these underground nightclubs and invited their friends, and so we basically crashed a secular underground hip hop club in the red light district in Amsterdam because um, this crew called Hip Hope, uh, African Dutch Calvinist rappers, hit up their friends, so they. They're, about 50 of their friends show up in this club of 200 people. So one out of every four people in the club is a Christian. <laughs> and when we, me and Zay and Stephen the Levi get up there and start spitting for the Lord, um, you know, there was enough believers worshiping and getting rowdy that the non-Christians started worshiping <laughs> to fit in. All right. And we're like, wow, look what you're doing in Amsterdam. Then we went to Paris. Same thing in Poland. Medic, wow. uh, and so it's like, wow, Christian hip hop, it's global, mm-hmm. it's international. Um, and that was 2013, um, summer 2013. And so at that time, the restoration had come out in 2012, and it was still, you know, Lamp Mode had seven artists. We had a lot of supporters, a lot of listeners, and this is what our listeners were hungry for. And to be honest, that's what listeners of my music are still hungry for. Amen. They still. Christ and the scriptures uh-huh. and, and and they listen to the work they listen to the music to be edified uh-huh. um, and even to be taught you know uh-huh. to, to, to be instructed um, in the scriptures um, and so it didn't really hit me until um, you know I would say maybe by 2013 2014 it did become clearer people were not quite as interested um, in, in Christ-centered, rich hip-hop. And yet, it, it really didn't seem like such a contrast until maybe 2015, 2016, 2017, and, and Shai Lin began to speak out and speak up. Um, and, and I'm in full agreement with, with, with his stance on, yeah. uh, on what he mentioned. Um, and, you know, appreciated the Still Jesus Project. Um, I think what's really crazy, and you mentioned how the Lord used Paul Washer for you guys. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm not sure if that was true for you, Justin. I know you mentioned that, Martin. Yeah. Um, but the, the samples on there, on the Still Jesus album, mm. were from one of the first legacy conferences where Paul Washer was the speaker. Mm. And he was speaking to many, many Christian hip-hop artists um, who were there present. And since then, um, you know, some of them might not even have that same agreement uh, in terms of spitting Christ um, in, a, in a Christ-centered way. And so it was fairly prophetic, for lack of better words, yeah. um, that, that Paul Washer spoke that way. And that's why Shy put those um, uh, samples on the Still Jesus Project. So... I don't know if I answered your question, man. Um, yeah, yeah. It, but it never discouraged me in a way where it made me want to stop. Because again, you know, whether we're like, liked by many or by few or by no one, you know, we we're we're going to proclaim Christ. Um, you know, my yeah. family and I were going to the Book of Revelation, and Jesus is called the faithful witness, but He calls His people to be a faithful witness. Mm-hmm. In the midst of persecution, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of temptation and trial. And so when I stand before Christ, you know, by his grace, I, I, I uh, long to hear him say, you have been a faithful witness. Well done, my, my good and faithful servant. Amen.
And um, yeah, I mentioned earlier, uh, before we started recording, that there was a, a, a revival going on where you got urban people coming to uh, reform theology. And with that also comes the music. Because I know when I was getting into, into reform theology, when I first heard your guys' music, I was like, man, these guys are expressing and putting into words the things that I've been learning. And I didn't know that that was even possible. And so when I heard that, it, get, it does give a fuel and a fire to get deeper. Is it kind of music that will make you turn off the music and open your Bible? Like, that's on the real. Like, I've done that to that point where, like, I heard something. Like, okay, let me pause it and let me just search the scriptures to see whether these things are so. And that's that's the beauty of reform rap or whatever you want to call it. To the point that today we still have brothers. There's still uh, a remnant left over from that. You know, we got um, Christ-centric. You know, Zayda Blacksmith just put on an album this year. Um, homies, I love it, man. Know, Kirk Kennedy. Yo, Zay's album, bro. Yeah. Zay kills it, man. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> got homies, you know, uh, Kirk Kennedy, he, he does what is called biblical worldview music and just talking about things that are going on and just hits you with that, with that, how you said it, you know, that biblical worldview extract and all these dudes still hitting it hard for the lord and i appreciate that very very much because you even joshua crease you know i mean still making um music that that is so soothing to the soul man it's just i praise god for that and um yeah so i think that there's gonna uh, there's a little resurgence of that going on. Yeah, the, like uh, like another wave that, that we're beginning to see come again. Um, even with, um, just in CHH as, as, as a whole, Dayton with his project as uh, CHH Not Dead is sort of reviving um, CHH artists to come back. Uh, and and I know just recently too, I, I heard a, an interview with uh, Fanatic on... Mm. Um, KB's podcast talking about you know his his time during CHH and and just their outlook from being artists as well in in the world of CHH that you know what maybe that time where CHH was so highlighted within just the world in general um, because I mean yeah yeah within Christian circles it was big but then also too we noticed that even the world was seeing interest in that as well uh, but even now. I mean, I, I would agree too that now we're seeing that it's sort of stepping, it's slowly pulling itself away from the world, and it and it's coming back as far as um, probably probably just the, the way I could describe it is almost like that that worship song, the heart of worship, where it's almost like I'm starting to to see um, artists. I'm not saying all artists, but I'm starting to see a majority of artists drawing back, almost like to the heart of CHH again. Um, where they're coming back to Christ-centered um, rhymes and um, yeah, just Christ-centered music and just just in general. Uh, but one of the things that, that you talked about that I'm I'm interested in and wanting to, to hear more of is how you Zay and and Stephen came came together to bring um, the collective. Yeah. Yes. You know, I got to give credit to, to those brothers. It was their idea. Um, we had already done a handful of collaborations together, um, which we really enjoyed doing. Um, we spit together on the Restoration album, a song uh, called Christ Restores, and made a, a fun video for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we spit together on Day the Blacksmith Project um, around that time on the Mosaic, um, the three of us on a track called Magnificent. And... You know, we're doing a lot of live shows um, throughout Philly and, and, and uh, 
throughout the East Coast um, together and really had a similar passion for Christ-centered hip-hop over rugged, grimy beats. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so they had the idea, along with DJ Essence, the owner of Lamp Mode Recordings, to make a 10-track album um, in, in, in got, um, basically every beat was from theory has it, um, mm-hmm. who, who was on uh, humble beast at that point. And to have that similar sound throughout the whole project. And the goal of the project was to make enough money from the CD to pay for the European mission trip mm-hmm. and to give us songs to spit when we were there. And by God's grace, he blessed that. He allowed it to happen. And so the collective project, we recorded it, put it out, and we sold enough um, copies and made our, enough funds to, to, to um, you know, to get our plane tickets. And um, DJ Essence planned um, the, the European mission trip. So from London to, to Middlesbrough, England, to Amsterdam, Netherlands and then to Poznan and Warsaw, Poland and then to Paris, France. Um, and that was just an amazing couple weeks. My brother, Believe in Steven, who yeah. just put out a, 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 new, a really good project recently. Yeah. Uh, much props to Believe in Steven, my biological brother, Steven Brindle. Yeah. Sure. Um, he was with us. And um, so what we did is there were some events that were planned, there were some outreaches um, that were planned, there were some concerts, but we just hit the streets. We, we had sound systems um, on the corner and man, people came, heard the gospel. And that's when it really became clear, you know, we would spit a song and then after a song or two, preach Christ, mm. you know, for a few minutes and then spit a song and then preach Christ, spit a song and then freestyle. Um, because freestyling is a really helpful way to, to, to share Christ in an evangelistic way. Mm-hmm. Um, very simple and down to earth and you know um, when you're spinning off the top of the dome you can oftentimes make your rhymes even a lot more simple and it could really draw people in um, but then when we were in you know uh, Paris and uh, Poland because of the Christian hip hop international scene and these other artists that we had connected with and, and, and believers we had connected with some who are pastors we would spit and then they would spit in their language or I would preach um, and then they they would translate, you know, into Polish or into French. Um, and so it was just a blast, man. And, yeah. and the Lord worked through it and um, saw professions of faith, but it encouraged our faith. And so to answer your question, that's how the Lord did the collective. Um, and then we were able to do a little reunion on uh, the Zay the Blacksmith project earlier this year yeah. on the song Hand of God, uh, which I, man, I, I really had a good time on hand with Hand of God. Yeah. Hold on, before you ask the next question, right now, I mean, I, I apologize for not knowing. Bro, I didn't oh, know good. you were brothers with Steven. Oh, come oh, on. Good, no, it's funny because right as, men- as you mentioned that, I looked at the screen and right now your face, I was like, oh, I can see Steven. Oh, man. Hold <laughs> on. I think I got born with for that. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> come on, Justin. <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. I didn't know that. Well, so, well with yeah. that, because I didn't know that. So, so then yeah, how the did Lord you and good, your brother, man. I mean, did your brother come in to rapping alongside with you? Yeah, he did, man. Steve. 
you know, we, we were in the world together as non-Christians. And then when the Lord saved me, um, he saved Steve shortly after that. And Steve was on the low with his rhymes at first. He didn't really spit um, publicly. Um, but come to find out, he had all these rhyme notebooks. And then I think it was around 2008, 2009, he dropped his first EP, the What I Believe EP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then every year or two, man, he just drops um, outstanding um, music. And so yeah, I'm super encouraged by him. But we've been able to make a lot of songs together. And so on the Restoration album, he is, we have a song together called What Great Love Is This? On the mm-hmm. Doctrine of Adoption. Yeah. Um, and I've spit on his projects as well, um, on, on most of his projects. And so done a lot of live shows together too, which is always very fun. But you got to be careful, man, because he's so he's yeah. so bulky, so diesel. <laughs> yeah, um, he's a weightlifter, and he gets yes, and he gets hype when he spits <laughs> live. And so if you're not careful, he'll he'll you know he'll run you over on stage. <laughs> but it's blast, man. It's a blast. Yeah, his first two uh, album, um, or his first two projects were dope, man. Like, I, they're dope. Um, so yeah, so man, we got still a couple uh, minutes left. Um, real quick, so after all that, you know, what I mean, in uh, 2017, you drop um, the Unfolding, mm. which was just a super, super dope project. Um, what led what what led up to 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 or the concept or. Um, what led up to you making that album? Because I believe you you have a book as well, too. Right. You know, really studying God's word at Westminster Theological Seminary influenced the unfolding. Um, and at Westminster, in the Master of Divinity program, you learn biblical Greek, you learn biblical Hebrew, you learn how to interpret the Bible in the original languages, hermeneutics, that is. But what you mainly learn is that the entire scriptures are about Christ Jesus himself. They're about the gospel. And in Luke chapter 24, when Jesus was raised from the dead, he told the disciples, yo, you should have believed I was going to be risen from the dead. Why? Because Moses said so. Because mm-hmm. the prophets said Because so. the Psalms said so. And he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he interpreted for them the things in it about himself. And he showed them the centrality of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And that this has been God's plan all along. And so the Lord just really gave me an excitement um, to see Christ in the Old Testament. To see how all of these stories that, um, you know, are very well known, like Noah's Ark and crossing through the Red Sea, uh, and David and Goliath, and Daniel and the lion's den. All of these stories, which are true stories that really happen in history, they're about Christ also. They're a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he came to do in one way or another. And so God has designed all of redemptive history with shadows and types and pictures to prepare the way for Jesus um, and and for Christ to fulfill, not to mention all of the prophecies and promises uh, from the Old Testament. And so I also really saw how most Christians, they love their New Testament, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. We should love our New Testament. When it comes to reading the Old Testament, it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Or if they read the New Testament, it's primarily to see examples I, I just want to see how David had faith in God and defeated that giant. 
Uh, and that's not horrible. Um, but when you understand that David and Goliath is actually a picture of the son of David, who's also from the town of Bethlehem, from the tribe of Judah, a shepherd king, crushing the head of the enemy, Satan, um, who, who, by the way, Goliath is really a picture of Satan. Yeah. And therefore, because of, of, of Christ's victory, then the army of the Lord can follow behind him in battle. Um, and, and because of Christ's victory, we are saved. Mm. Uh, what Jesus has done counts for us. Um, and, and that's just the, you know, the 32nd version yeah. <laughs> of the way oh, David yeah. is about. Um, and so, man, I, the Lord just gave me a passion to help God's people to see these things so that they can know Christ um, and, and see his glory, not just in the New Testament, but the Old Testament. And then that makes the New Testament that much richer yeah. when you understand the fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it that um, whether you're PCA, OPC, RCA, you're going to appreciate this album. <laughs> uh, you sprinkle a little bit of that covenant theology for those capital R reform yeah, people, you know what I mean? <laughs> true, true, true. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, covenant is very... Amen, amen. And, and that is, to be honest, it's a little bit of a secret agenda yeah. is to help my uh, wonderful ref- lowercase reform brothers um, see that, re- re- seriously though, that reform theology is more than just the five points of Calvinism. Yeah, yeah. As important as those things are, and reform theology is more than just the five solas, as important as those things are. But that re- what... Uh, even going back to the Reformation mm-hmm. and going back to the scriptures itself, you know, man, the entire Old Testament is shouting his name yeah. um, in one way or another. And to understand God's one unfolding story of salvation, yeah. which he, he has worked in his covenant of grace, which uh, he has done so through the various covenants, through yeah. the, you know, the covenant of Abraham, the covenant with Israel at Sinai, the covenant of David, and it's all fulfilled in the new covenant. Um, and so understanding the covenant history yeah. is huge for even appreciating the fact, wow, Yahweh the God of Israel, he's my God, mm-hmm. and he's faithful. He's kept all of his promises. All the promises of God are yes and amen in him, in, mm-hmm. in Christ, Second Corinthians 1.20. And so that means the promises God made to Abraham mm-hmm. to bless him, give him land, that's the new earth, by the way, to, to declare him as righteous, to give him the Holy Spirit, all those promises we inherit by faith in Jesus. So yeah, covenant theology, man is is really um front and center in in the unfolding album and book yeah i think um it enhances um the scriptures and and the gospel you know what i mean uh like true maturity and growth comes from diving deeper into the gospel and once you dive deeper you're gonna run into these these covenants there's no escaping it and we we just finished uh now i have trouble saying this name Voss. Gerhard Doss, Voss, Gerhardus, Gerhardus, yeah. Yo, Voss is boss. Voss is a boss, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we just finished the, the anthropology um, volume, volume two, two book. Yeah. We're going to go into Christology Dang. and we're going to, you know. So shout out to Reverend Rudy Rubio, man. He's taking us through that. Yeah, he's taking Another us through Rudy. that. What yeah. up, Pastor Rudy? Yeah, you hear that, Rudy? He said, what up, oh, Pastor man. Rudy? <laughs> So yeah, man. So, uh, so with with the unfolding 
will there is, is there anything in the works as far as you as an artist because um, I know you you do have you know like you mentioned in your t in your um, brief who is Timothy Brindle that you do have you know everything else that that is more priority I guess not that you're you know hiding your your music in the closet but that there is a priority that you do have but as far as with the music is there anything in the works anything that you have um, are you planning to do in the future um, as far as just following the unfolding in that would it be in that similar style if you do or would it be um, more like towards your roots when you first started in CHH good question good question you know right now I do not have an album I'm working on um, I did release a song about th two or three months ago with a brother named um, Masom Fenya um, which he's from Malawi and he's a student at Westminster. Um, and we put out a song called The Interpreter, uh, which you can find on timothybrindleministries.com. Um, and, and on The Interpreter, I spit uh, four lines in English and he interprets it into mm. Chuche, um, an African dialect uh, in Malawi. And then he spits a few lines and I, I interpret it or translate it into English. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Uh, so we, we made that single. Um, a few weeks ago, I recorded a track called Do You Really Love Life? Um, that's going to come out in the next few weeks with Love Life Ministries. Love Life is a ministry that stands against abortion. Mm. And the song is featuring Alyssa Wade. Um, oh, Alyssa nice. at the Heavenly Voice. Amazing singer. She um, is with Wrath and Grace. Mm -hmm. um, and she, she sings on the chorus. But it's a song uh, that I made for Love Life that they asked me to make um, that I pray the Lord will use to not only make people aware of Love Life Ministries, um, but to really draw attention to the glory of the way that the Lord weaves together a, a life in the womb. Yeah. And it's banging because in the Hebrew, this word for uh, you wove me together in my mother's yeah. womb. They said in Psalm 139, that word is also used in Exodus for the artists who wove the tabernacle veil and who wove the, the, the cherubim, the, em, the embroidery mm -hmm. uh, of, of the cherubim. And it just speaks to the beautiful, uh, intricate, detailed, glorious craftsmanship of the Lord in, in the way he weaves together a child. And man, writing that joint, the Lord broke me down, man, in tears of worship. And I had to admit, Lord, I've become desensitized to abortion. Mm. Abortion, yo, 60 million children have been murdered yeah. through abortion. And it's so common to us that, you know, it's like a kid who, who plays Grand Theft Auto you know, 24 seven. Mm -hmm. So that when he goes outside and he sees someone get shot in the head, Oh, well, I, I'm used to seeing that. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, maybe, maybe that's a bit of a, of an overstatement, but you get the point. I just had to confess, Lord, I became so desensitized to abortion that it was not that evil to me, mm. but bringing, going into the, to the Hebrew text of Psalm 139 and in, in, in the first verse, I spit as the baby in the womb, mm. And the Lord crafting me together and the baby's worshiping the Lord. But in the second verse, the mother begins to think about um, 
terminating the baby wow. and having an abortion. And that's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, you guys are going to have to hear the track, <laughs> and, it, and it goes on from there. You guys heard it so, here. Yes, <laughs> there are there are some um, you know writing projects like that. Another one that's in the works is uh, my professor at Westminster in the PhD program. His name is Jonathan Gibson. Him and I are writing a five volume children's book series. Mm, nice. Um, nice. It's a theology for kids series, much and so needed, much needed. Yeah, and so it's going to be for um, you know I don't know if any, if you guys have children yourselves. Yeah, I got four um, children. <laughs> dang it, man! Praise God! And what are their ages, bro? The oldest one is eleven. He just turned eleven. Another one just turned nine, um, seven, and six. Excellent. Mm-hmm. You know that's the exact age range for these books, mm. and so book one. Um, is the acrostic theology of kids. It's basically the doctrine of God's character. Nice. Uh, book one. And then book two is uh, the acrostic uh, Christology for kids. Now, by acrostic, we mean an acrostic is a poem, like Psalm 119, mm. where the first word of each line starts with the same letter. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so we have an attribute of God that starts with an A, an attribute of God that starts with a B, an attribute of God that starts with a oh, C, nice, and so nice. on. But it's all written in rhyme form, in rhyme schemes. Johnny Gibson mm-hmm. and I wrote it together. And so I'm just going to spit the lyrics of the book over beats. And so T. Wyla is producing it. And Lord willing, Wrath and Grace, Jay from Wrath and Grace, would like to put it out. Nice. Um, Johan, so, help him out. That's right, Johan. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so that project will come out along with the books that new growth will nice. be um, published nice. by yeah. the Lord's grace. I, so. I, I think that's something that I very much appreciate um, within Presbyterian circles. Yeah. Is, uh, I mean, I didn't really notice the lack before um, I started coming into covenant theology and, and, and these things that, um, that it wasn't until I started noticing more in the presbyterian circle the emphasis for children yeah that mm. i was like man like i didn't know that i was missing this for mm-hmm. my son and yeah. and i'm like man like th- this is it really is needed it really does place the emphasis on really um teaching our children that they may grow in these things alongside with us that is not uh, sometimes, well, I, I could I count for myself, but um, mm-hmm. when I was, you know, first saved and as a Christian and getting into Reformed theology, before I started getting into covenant theology, um, I was more so just taking things in for myself and not so really concerned to share with my son, let alone even my wife. And I was convicted of that um, not too long ago. But yeah, just seeing more so in the Presbyterian circles, the emphasis on children and family um, coming into the same things as well as the men and the husbands, the fathers, you know, uh, man, it, it really Amen. it really does make a difference in the home, um, yeah. in the family when, when we're right, all bro. in the, the same thing together. Yeah. And just, yeah. just as much as we need uh, like sound Christian hip hop, uh, we need those kind of um, extra like books that you and even shy uh put out too with that jesus uh kids uh album that i so much appreciate you know i was bumping that in my car on oh, the way yeah. to church 
you know, with my children, and you know, they, they get with it. You know what I mean? So it's so much needed. Also, you know, I'm, I'm taking my children to um, the Ten Commandments uh, catechism cards, and it's it's nice. it's just you know going through the commandments. You know, it has some uh, a Westminster Confession questions on there. So like, this is so yes. so needed for the children. Yes, you know it is, man. Cause that's well said, brothers. And, and Justin, you're right, man. That's how the Lord always intended it to be, even since the Old Testament was for the, the parents to teach their children the word. And he promises he is the God of the of the parents. Genesis 17, verse 6, I will be your God, Abraham, and I will be God to your offspring, to your children. And and yet, the, so we have the promise, but there's also the responsibility is teach them, teach them my word. Deuteronomy 6, when you go in and when you go out, teach them the word. So yes, yo man, if old, if, 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 if uh, twenty-year-olds don't want to hear Christ and hip hop, let's give it to the kids. That's right. That's <laughs> exactly. Right. That's right. That's right. So, um, so we want to, like I said, we, we want to be mindful of your time. Um, one last question is kind of curveball. Let's say you knew that the Lord was going to take you tomorrow, tonight. What would your last message be to CHH out there? What would just be? Yes. These are my final words. I'm going to be with the Lord. Uh, what would your message be to CHH? I would tell them to read the book of Revelation and see the fact that the enemy is going to use the wickedness of the world and also false teaching in the church to try to pull God's people away from the basic, glorious truth of Christ and his gospel. And do not fall for it. Hold fast to Christ to the end, brothers and sisters. Do not give in to worldly ideologies such as critical race theory, which is bombarding the right now. And don't give in to the lies of, um, of sexual immorality and feminism, which is bombarding the church right now. Mm-hmm. Hold fast to the Lord Jesus Christ and see that his word and his gospel is sufficient. Uh, and, and if you pass that test, you will, you will hear good, good and well done, my faithful servant. And, uh, but otherwise, you know, be ready for uh, the bombardment and the attack to continue. Um, as the book of Revelation is quite clear. But those would be my last words, if I had that many. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you once again, uh, Brother Tim. It's been a very encouraging, edifying time just to talk about all these things. Um, hopefully we'll bring you on again, and we want to dive deeper into the unfolding. You know what I mean? Just um, bring that out. And yeah, Justin, any last words you got? Nah, man, I... I very much do appreciate the the time that you were able to make it out for this episode. Um, I didn't really get it clear. Were, were you are you ordained as a pastor, or are you? Great just... question. Yeah, so I became licensed to preach in the PCA mm. uh, this past September. Oh, nice. Um, and so when you're licensed to preach, you know you you go through the the, the thorough licensure process to to preach God's word in the PCA. Um, and so I had been doing youth ministry in the PCA for several years. And, um, and so, uh, to, to answer your question, I'm not in a pastoral role at the moment. Um, you know, working full time at Westminster and in the PhD program part time, but I am a, a licensed preacher in the PCA. Nice. So. Uh, man, that, that, that always makes me smile when I, when I hear of, uh, different rappers, 
having that as their goal to mm-hmm. um, not not only just become a pastor, but even just a shepherd, um, a congregation. I mean, that that's pretty dope to go from sh- helping to shepherd within music, but then also to, you know, that not being their end goal, but instead helping continue the Lord's work within the congregation. Amen. You're right, man. And if I had a second last words to CHH, <laughs> I would say, yo, Christ doesn't need hip hop. Mm, mm. The means of grace are the preaching of his word, the fellowship of God's people on the Lord's day, the breaking of the bread at the Lord's supper and the sacraments of baptism and prayer worship, you know, uh, on the Lord's day, the means of grace, the teaching of his word. And so, yes, may he use hip hop and may Christian hip hop not die. Yeah. Um, but if it does, the kingdom of God is still moving on. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's what's up. That's what's so, up. Thank you. Thank you, brothers. You've been a blessing and um, appreciate it. And I would just ask folks to check out Timothy Brindle ministries.com um, where I'm going to put up this podcast. Um, if, uh, if that's okay with you guys, of course, there's course. a ton of blogs. Um, my wife has written a lot of very edifying things for women. Um, and you can find the music up there, the book, um, in many sermons, um, up there as well. So, uh, as ma- as much edifying resources as possible, um, are on Timothy ministries.com. And we'll have the link down yeah, in the show. We'll notes. have it in the, in the show notes. And as well, we'll also share it on our story on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but again, you, the listener, you guys heard it, Timothy ministries.com. Go ahead and go there. And if you haven't heard his recent album, the unfolding, I encourage you to go yes. and get that go ahead and support pay for the album please and listen to it with your bibles ready i know uh, um brother john the presby his aka jonathan gonzalez from for crisis cultura uh he is the one that put me on the unfolding and it was a blessing when when i first went through it and just being able to go through the scriptures alongside with the tracks listening to timothy brindle and, and other artists that were featured in it as well so if you haven't already go ahead and pick up that album as well yeah and real quick where can they get the book there's a book that comes with it too yeah oh, I didn't you can also it. get it through timothy brindle ministries.com um the unfolding book yeah well it'll take you there's a link for that as well uh so you can buy the hard uh, or you know, the 450 page um, volume, uh, 450 page uh, physical copy, or you can get the digital bit version on Kindle, um, the PDF, and so either one are options. So nice, so nice. So this is Reform Rasa. Don't forget to. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, go ahead and leave, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or on Stitcher. On any um, major podcast streaming platform, you can find us right there. And uh, go ahead, hit up TimothyBrindleMinistries.com. And, you know, thank you once again, brother, for hopping on. And uh, we do this to glorify God through the edification of the saints. Grow as we grow. Arrato, atos. Peace. The fact that our sinfulness is our biggest problem is true, mainly because it's a problem to God's holy, righteous, perfect character. God demands perfection, and he must punish sin. Therefore, my deepest needs are a perfect righteousness that God will accept that I can't work up. And on top of that, I need rescue from the fair punishment that my sin deserves, and I'm completely unable to provide either
Yeah. My two hugest problems can't be solved by human logic. Come on. Or by a clueless college student's putrid knowledge. That's foolish nonsense. Yeah. See, I am ruined, godless. And so are you, dude, if you were honest. That's right. So it's a losing contest to compare yourself to God who's true and flawless. Problem one, God demands perfection Because the I am detests sin So without a perfect righteousness No heaven, no eternal life and bliss So why pretend, lie and plot God is righteous and I am not His law shows I'm awful grimy My unrighteousness disqualifies me Even as a Christian, I'm mad deficient And I lack sufficient righteousness Problem two is, yo, there's a price for this Problem two, we must punish sin. Behold the just judge avenged with perfect vengeance. And our guilt deserves eternal sentence. Problem two, God is true to his glory and his honor's due. So God's gotta prove that us hating him is not excuse. Right. The awful news for all eternity, his wrath will fall on you. Uh -oh. The awful news, what are us unrighteous, guilty sinners all to do? Problem one, his law demands this, that we obey all commandments. Problem two, his law demands this, that sinners be judged so all are banished. Problem one, his law demands this, that we obey all commandments. Problem two, his law demands this, that sinners be judged so all are banished. I need a righteousness, plus I need to appease his mighty fist. But my works are trash and flawed, plus I deserve the wrath of God. Yo, I need a righteousness, plus I need to appease his mighty fist. Behold, God's provision is Jesus Christ, who's all-sufficient. My sin as a whole was a giant mount. None can try to count its size amount. But God counted all my pride and doubt on his son when he was crying out. Why have you forsaken me? Was that violent shout? Though not a lie in his mind or mouth. Perfectly pure inside and out. So God counts no sin to my account. Cause he counted my sin to Christ's account. So now it's only right to get hyped and shout. He suffered God's holy jealousy. The equivalent of the whole of hell for me Sins waived his death, so he paid the debt So the father has no anger left His wrath and silence, Christ satisfied this But there's more to the master's kindness He doesn't just let me live And erase my infinite debt that's negative He don't just erase the sin in it But he credits my account with infinite righteousness Because of the perfect life that Christ has lived For 33 years before the awful tree Yo, he fulfilled the law for me So now God with delight receives us Like we lived the perfect life for Jesus Like we was all fulfilling the law Now we have the right to be called children of God The grace of Jesus is by the Father I'm now just as embraced as he is You took all the worst of me And you give me your best like I live perfectly This is the great exchange All my sin placed on Christ who takes the blame and makes the trade. His righteousness placed on me, I praise his name. This is the great exchange. All my sin placed on Christ who takes the blame and makes the trade. His righteousness placed on me, his grace displayed. Nothing's greater. Christ the Lord of glory fulfilled the law, performed it for me. What a savior. Christ the Lord of glory took all my sin and bore it for me.